Hey everybody, today's show is brought to you by Hoopsters, a basketball-themed board game only available at hoopsters.store. I like playing board games because it gives me a chance to connect with my kids or my friends, and for me, the best games are a lot of fun, but they're easy to learn, right? I don't like checking the rules on the inside of the box to lay every other move. Great games require some strategy, but also a little bit of luck, and they don't take forever to complete a game. I'm not a fan of those five-hour Monopoly sessions. So I can tell you firsthand that Hoopsters is all of these things. You can play a quick game in 15 minutes or longer one in 30. It brings all of the thrill of basketball together with the strategy of backgammon. And I just can't tell you enough about how much fun it is. Each set is handcrafted here in Central Ohio, so head to hoopsters.store, and if there aren't any sets available, you can drop in your email address and we'll let you know as soon as we have some more. That's hoopsters.store. Now on to the show. Alright, I'll do this in three, two, one. Cue coach. The NBA has jumped the shark and we're still weeks away from March Madness, so we're mixing it up with some all-new sports this week. Plus, we recall the greatest upsets we've ever watched happen live. All this and, as always, Locks of the Week, Defunct Sports Team Trivia, (laughs) and more. Everybody live from the Pee-Pee Dome, this is Sports Wednesday. Fantastic work on that well jingle. Done. Very well, nicely done. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Wednesday. Sports talk for the medium fan. That means we know the big storylines. We're going to get the details wrong, but, uh, you know, just bear with us. <laughs> it's a it's a fun show. My name's Pete Brown. I'm your host, the big man on campus. Sometimes you'll hear my co-hosts refer to me as BMOC. That's what that stands for. Again, the B stands for big. The M, no. <laughs> Let me tell you about these Two co-hosts. First of all, this guy, it's the first day of baseball practice, and he literally cannot think about anything else. <laughs> he's completely unprepared. He's got, this is the most unprepared he's ever been in over a year of doing this show. But still, folks, he's a basketball legend. He's the coach, <laughs> Matt Longley. How are you, coach? Doing good. Very unprepared, but doing good. No worries. No worries. Yeah, we'll is figure it, this it, out. Was it just the start of baseball uh, baseball season, or did you just forget that you do a podcast every week on Monday nights? Who are these guys? Who are you guys? What am I doing here? <laughs> this is only like the 60th one of these we've done, Coach. I thought this was the information insurance helpline. Yeah, and let me tell you about that other voice you just heard. Every Monday night when we're getting ready to play a jingle, he says to himself, Okay, buddy, it's time to really bring it. It's the maestro, Brian Hake. How are you, maestro? Doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah, I feel like as the jingles get better, the show gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah, they call well, that an inverse relationship. That's right. We'll see how it plays out today, folks. We got kind of a loose show sheet. We're we're winging it. We're all winging it. And uh, I don't know. I think, I think it'll work out. <laughs> it always does. The show yeah. sheet's kind of like my stool. It's a little loose today. Oh, a little loose today. Worries. That's right. 
All right, starting off strong with the poop joke. Uh, before we get into it, just want to remind you, you can follow us on social media on Twitter at Sport Wednesday. That's Sport Singular Wednesday. And then over on Instagram, lots of great visual content there at Sports Wednesday. I look today, guys, we're at 111 followers. Mm. Hanging steady there at the uh, triple uno. Triple uno. <laughs> I really, I like, I like that we try like really unorthodox Instagram strategies. For example, we posted nine times about the Miracle on Ice anniversary within 30 minutes of each other. And then on nothing. What, on what, a, like an early Sunday morning when, you know, Instagram is lit up. I know. <laughs> Everybody loves it at that point. My daughter is just like, what are you doing? Let's do six more. Very good. But uh, but give us give us a follow on Instagram. Lots of fun visual content there. Did you guys see the uh, the dog catching the Frisbee that was I pretty, posted? That was pretty sweet. Yeah, and people like dogs and the Frisbees. So. They, they are big fans. Very good. All right, guys, it broken into two parts, the morning commute, the afternoon commute. We try and keep them both around 20 minutes. I have a feeling we're going to do that tonight. But before we get into it, we need a little morning commute music, maestro. <laughs> Sweet. Very nice work. So I uh, guess when I was I was looking at pulling the show sheet together today and you know normally the big story of the day kind of jumps out at you and that's what we slot here in the morning commute. And every single thing I've looked at over the last couple of days has had me going, eh. <laughs> you know, the NBA has jumped the shark. There's no nothing interesting happening there. Uh for some reason, March Madness doesn't start till like March 19th this year. Which is way too uh, far so, to March. That's right. So it feels so super early for me to get bent out of shape about college basketball. You know, we covered the Manny Machado signing last week. We thought maybe Bryce Harper would sign with Philadelphia by now and we talk about it, but that hasn't happened. So I feel like we're in the doldrums. We are in the doldrums. And you know, it's funny. I was traveling to Pittsburgh recently and I uh, was listening to shows from last year at this time. Yeah. And we were so into the Cavs. Everything was about the Cavs. Uh-huh. So we really could ride the Cavs that whole, this whole mm. doldrum time. And now without the Cavs, there's a little bit of a gap. Yeah. I mean, technically the Cavs are still there. Just our interest in them is not. <laughs> <laughs> they yep. do still exist. Yeah. That's right. I know Coach is always wanting to put Larry Nance Jr. on the show sheet just to talk about uh, it. I just, I can't help myself. So, and, and Meister, I think when you texted, you know, you're like, hey, are we going to watch the the Penguins Flyers game, which was on, I think, Saturday night, NBC Hockey Stadium night. Series. Yeah, yeah, and and it was at Lincoln Field, and I I I saw that text, and I'm like, this is the thing I want to watch the most this weekend. Hockey. How, how crazy? Hockey. How crazy is that? Super crazy. And I I thought we could talk a little bit about the NHL trade deadline, but we we'd be winging it a little bit, other than the <laughs> just fact that the a little team- bit. <laughs> The Blue Jackets made some moves to pick up some players. All we know is they're no longer selling. They're making a run for it. So so what I want to do in the morning commute is you are a sports promoter and you're going to introduce America on these next two weeks of kind of meh major sports to a sport. You've got a deal to do some primetime TV. What sport is it that you think you can get Americans interested in watching? Mm. You guys, so you're following? Yeah, so no, it's I'm following. Be a sport. I've, been, 
I've been struggling a little bit with it, but only because I know I'm going to get ridiculed by you guys. Um, well, I'll tell do you guys want me to tell you mine first yeah, and then we'll yeah, go. Yeah, I'd love okay. to. So I, I came up with this idea because this, you know, the Arnold is next weekend in Columbus and I was reading through what they have and they have this sport called futsal. Am I saying that right? Yes. F-U-T-S-A-L. And it's, it's kind of like, I would, I would call it a basketball version of soccer. It's like four and four soccer played on a indoor basketball like court. And then requires a lot of very precise passing. The ball is heavier too. Yeah. And uh, I watched some videos, and, and this is very popular guy, in Europe. And I could see it working well on television here. But uh, that actually just sent me down the rabbit hole till I ended up again on Team Handball, which, again, I think is mm. people actually call Team Handball the most American sport that no Americans know. <laughs> and basically, <laughs> right, yeah. it's it's a combination of soccer and kill the guy, basically. Well, I, mm-hmm. I, I remember when it came out, and, and it was – Played in the Olympics. Is it still an Olympic sport? Still an Olympic sport. It's huge in I remember it came out and I'm like, man, that, I thought, I was like, I could be really good at it. One, it it reminds me of hockey, but I could never play hockey because I couldn't skate. And two, Mm -hmm. um, lacrosse, I remember hearing about lacrosse, but it was only played in cities that I'd never heard of. And I'm like, that is a game that we could play, I could figure out, and I could be a champion at. Um, But yet I never pursued it and America never pursued it. So that's why no one knows what it is. Yeah, interestingly enough, um, Ohio State has a team that consistently wins a national championship. In, like a real uh, team or like a club team? No, it's a real team. And I, uh, the old Jeep I used to have, I bought it from their coach. Really? Nice. Yeah. Uh, it was not a full-time job for him. He had a regular day job and then coached the Ohio State team. Yeah, I think like lacrosse, is. it's hard for me to watch on TV when I see it there. It's just the ball's moving so fast, it's so small. And, you know, the big joke is Americans have – struggle to follow the puck in hockey mm-hmm. high high lie again but team handball you can see that ball right and it's just i don't know i feel like it would be a better tv presentation so for my two weeks of the doldrums i'm pushing team handball on the on the american sports fans mm. handball okay all right okay okay what do you what do you got there maestro so all right Hear yeah me out. okay well we will because here it comes i'm i'm gonna get there eventually but i this is a weird time for sports, obviously, but and I and I think the, that uh, a lot of people bear with me, Peter. Watch golf, and I'll tell you why. It's leading up; it's a slow burn up to um, the Masters, which happens in April. Um, but I, I think about my dad, who loved watching golf this time of year because he was so sick of the gray. And right now they're in Florida, and they're working their way up through. You know, this is like the. It's coming up on like the Bay Hill Classic and the Honda Classic. It's always in Florida and it's sunny. But I do think there's a lot of people, maybe not the, the hardcore people that watch NBA or football or whatever watch golf, but I think there is. this is a really big time for golf on TV um, if you were to look at the numbers. But then I also think we pander. We should pander to the guys that uh, are looking for s- something a little special, and I think we should focus on women's beach volleyball. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, Maestro, Maestro misre- he misread the prompt because I said, what sport? And he started talking about golf, which we all know is not an actual sport. <laughs> but he, he saved it there with the beach volleyball at the end. No. But I, I do get the idea of, I mean, it's so gray and, and dull and boring, particularly here in the Midwest this time of year, that like a big, bright, sunny 
uh, sport is going to play well on TV. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. And the, and the other thing too, I, I don't know if you guys remember, and I, I can't remember if it was around this time of the year that they would play or they would have like that. Um, was it like the all-stars uh, circus of the stars? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was something that used to come on during the, um, this time of the year, you know, where they were yeah. looking for something, but like, it, hmm. it made me think of, you know, not circus of the stars, but I think that there, we should have something like celebrity dodgeball. I think that mm, would be nice. No, that's that that's kind pretty. of playing into what I was coming up with. It was like Battle of the Battle Network of Stars. Battle the Network Stars, you, yeah. You, you, you know, I think you're uh, coming up with that. Joe Lewis jumped in the pool and realized he didn't know how to swim. That didn't go well. Um, yeah, but what about this, Maestro? What if it's golf and then the sand traps actually have live beach volleyball <laughs> going on in them? I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> or, or they actually have alligators in them. I think scorpions because yeah, yeah. you can't see them, and that would scare the shit out of them. That'd be more fun. All right. So Maestro going with golf and or beach volleyball and or battle of the network stars. Coach, what do you got? Okay. So I'm going to go, I'm all over the place here because my first thought was uh, what, what Maestro just said at the end was um, screw having one set sport. I'd like them to bring back, um, you know, ABC's wide world of sports where they could just have Mm -hmm. a, uh, a mishmash of different sports and you fill the time. One hour could be that. The other hour could be Battle of the Network Stars or Bring Back American Gladiators, which would be fantastic for an hour. But if you were going to just pick one sport, I am fascinated by cricket, and it's one of the biggest sports in the world that America doesn't know about. And I think I would sit and watch if someone could explain it to me. Like if they had it on there and they explained what it is, I think I'd be fascinated by it. Yeah. I don't understand it, yeah. but I would like to yeah. learn. And why not? I, I do. Coach, I, I, I'm like thinking back over the years and like you, you expressing this interest in wanting to learn about cricket multiple times as we go, <laughs> go apart. There's a, cause there's that one field yes. that we will drive by and there's cricket games going on. Yes. And, I mean, people, they're, these games take like six days oh, and people watch, yeah, you know? They're epic. They're marathon. Yeah, I, they, I, I think I just need to, I, I think it's more of a personal thing. I just need to know what the hell it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you when I was in the Peace Corps, I would show my students a video of a Cleveland Indians baseball game and try and explain to them what was happening. And like by two innings in, I'd be like, just, just forget it. This is <laughs> never going to work. Gonna work. <laughs> yeah. Too, it's too frustrating. <clears throat> you know, to an, another thing that popped into my head too, and I know we're all fans of, of documentaries and even, uh, you know, like the ESPN, the, the 30 by 30 or whatever those, um, Sports documentaries, but I, I think it would be really a really cool series if they were to do like classic games, you know, like famous games, but actually have um, players and coaches from that game, like kind of talk about like it. You, yeah, you like watch the game again, like beginning yeah. to end, but you actually have people that were in the game. They're in the moment yeah. sort of describing it. I think that would be kind of cool. Oh, I'd be down with that. Yeah, and they do they do it for really big games. Yes. Like, you know, like Mir- Miracle on Ice, you'll hear you know, they'll talk, they'll break it all down, but it would be cool to kind of see them like in a little inset window as, as we're seeing the play being like, here's what I was thinking on this play. Well, yeah. What was that? What was that goofy show that used to be on? Uh, was it mystery theater? 2000 mystery science or? theater. Mystery yeah, science mystery theater. Science. But doing that with sports sporting events with, uh, nice. I don't know. Anyway, very good. Well, as you can tell, uh, listeners, we are, we are, we are grasping at straws to make, something interesting happened on the television here 
in the doldrums of late February here. I mean, it's so nice out. You just, what I like about February is how like your lawn is kind of a muddy, shitty mess. Oh, yes. <laughs> Makes you want to go out there and spend yeah, some got, time in it. All the dog poop from the whole oh. winter has now been thawed out and yeah. Mm. Uh, awful. And and the only thing that's going to pull me out of that dark, depressed, gross state <laughs> is the fun spot. Fun spot. His women's beach volleyball. Is the fun spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice cue. <laughs> Fun spot. Fun spot. Nice. Nice work there, Maestro. All right, guys. So this was, uh, again, it's just uh, taking advantage of sort of the slower sports week to, it, with a look ahead to March Madness, thinking about what what's a big underdog win that you watched, that you actually watched, that you really remember. And I, I rolled out Miracle on Ice, and I don't know if you know the late ad on the sheet. I rolled out the Buster Douglas win, too, nice. because we've talked about both those things a lot on the show. So, but it, And it doesn't even have to be the greatest upset of all time, but it's just one that left a, a huge impression on you. And uh, how about you, Coach? You yeah, I do. I, I went through quite a few of them, but I think the one that um, – there's actually two of them, and they're both – uh, basketball games. Um, one of them is the Valvano NC state over Houston. Uh, I, that's not the one I picked, but I decided on the uh, Villanova over Georgetown, which I remember that one oh, nice. with Ed Pickney and um, against the, the Hoyas that were just with Patrick Ewing and they were, a, Patrick they Ewing, were a yeah. beast and Villanova played this, they 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 almost played a perfect first half. Like they were shot. I think it was sixty eight to seventy percent from the field, and they had to because they only won the game by two points, and they shot that well. That's that's how perfect they had to be to beat Georgetown. That was a that was an awesome game. One, they must get the ball inbounds within five seconds. That means it must touch a player from either team within five seconds. I think they've got to throw the ball up at least towards the half-court area. They cannot afford to throw that ball in under their own basket. Because with two seconds to go, Georgetown can get a piece of it and put it back up. Let's see if Raleigh Massimino tries to get the ball up court. And in a jump ball situation, the ball would go to Villanova. That was uh, the '85 yep. NCAA, and Villanova was 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 the Cinderella of that tournament. Um, yeah, it was almost like people were like just ready to give the championship to Patrick Ewing. Oh, they they desperately, and he desperately wanted it because they had lost already. They've already, I mean, he had lost to um, UNC the year before to Michael Jordan. Yeah. yeah. So so. Nice pick. Well, I appreciate you not uh, picking the 1983 NCAA championship game because that was my pick. Yes. Uh, and that was Jimmy Valvano. And again, I just remember watching. And Coach, you might remember this. When we went and watched OU play Florida in, I think, I want to say the 2005 NCAA tournament first yes. round in Nashville. And um, Florida won on a similar play where it was a shot that came up short and they grabbed it and put Correct. it in. Yep. Right. But, and it was just shades of that, you know, NC State, Lorenzo Charles catching this, this shot it. that oh. was coming up and dunking it. 
as time ran out. Valvano going crazy. Wittenberg and low. Down to 25 seconds. Dangerous pass. This is a really interesting strategy by Houston. They're aggressive now. Not staying back. Well, remember they have a team in there for, to block anything that goes inside. Down to 14 seconds. Oh, almost stolen by Drexler. They, Boy, is he good at they've that. They've got to drive to the basket. It's down to seven seconds. You can see the time. Wittenberg. Oh, that's a long way. Uh, I just that was probably the moment that I I kind of fell in love with college basketball. Oh, what what a great way to say it! That that absolutely had a lot to do with it. That was so exciting. Yeah, and then I did a little looking. Low Charles uh, played a little bit for the Atlanta Hawks, yeah. but his pro career was mostly in Europe. But he, he died, did die. like two two thousand eleven in a bus accident. Yeah, and he was. He was driving the bus. I don't, and I haven't been able to find out what he was doing driving the bus. Yeah, that, it's that's a tragic story because they they talked to some of the. I remember when that happened. They talked to some of the former players, like I think it was Chris. Wow, Sidney Lowe was on that team, and mm-hmm. I remember he was coaching at the time. And I remember they're talking about it and talking about how Lorenzo Charles was everybody's favorite, the nicest guy on the team. Um, yeah, that's tragic. Yeah, and apparently the bus was empty as well. Oh. So Lorenzo Charles driving an empty. So so I am out of free articles on the New York Times this month. So if there's one of our listeners who has a New York Times subscription can Google it, Google Lorenzo Charles bus crash and let us know what he was doing driving that bus on I-40. Uh, then we'll add that in a future show. Yeah. We'll call it the... That sounds real nice. It does sound nice. I think that's coming out. It's coming out. (laughs) Marking this out. 19 minutes coming. All right, Maestro, what do you got? What what big upset have you watched? Oh, man. So, you know, I don't watch a lot of sports, I'll be honest. But the the one that popped into my head, there's actually two games that popped into my head. Um, You know, I'm a homer at heart. But um, they both involve the Pitt football team. And they both involve two games that I just stumbled on. Um, one is when in 2016 when Pitt beat Clemson, which I think they won 43-42. But I just stumbled on that game. I think it was on ESPN. It was one of those weird sort of 1 o'clock games. I started watching it. I think even my son started watching it with me. And we're like, holy crap. Because, you know, Clemson was ranked number one. And I think they ended up actually winning the national championship that season. This was their only loss, and Pitt beat them. So I thought that was... Uh, pretty entertaining game. But then the other one you guys will remember it was Pitt was on the on the they were the ones that were upset. They were upset by OU in 05. Yes. Yeah. It, it was an overtime game and I happened to stumble on that one. I would think it was like ESPN2. Yep. Yep. Um and it once that was the coach and I just remember he was just like tormented. He couldn't believe it was ha- you know that he was losing and it was at Peden Stadium. Yep. And they lost, I think, 16-10 in overtime. And that was, I just remember, just really, really enjoying it. Yeah, we won that on a pick six, actually. We haven't had a single point scored by either offense. It's all been defense and special teams. And right now, Pitt has a big advantage in special teams in terms of the reliabilities of their kickers. And so right now, if you're, if you're Ohio, you've got to make sure that you do not allow a short field goal here. Third down and four. Quick drop, Palco. And it's intercepted! Once again, Dion Byram, who picked off a pass and ran it back for a score earlier. 
and he's going to win the game for Ohio. Touchdown, Bobcats. OU's EB's name that did it, but he he jumped this route on an out pattern near the end zone and took it all the way back. And I, I the same. I was watching it from a hotel in Indianapolis, but I remember, I mean, the announcers were just like, "This is arguably the biggest <laughs> win in OU history," and they were it right. Really is. Right? It was on At national home. TV, you know. And Pitt was uh, a good team that year. It's not like we were beating a three and ten Pitt team, so. Uh, it could, that that gives that's probably my one of my favorite OU moments that I've watched on TV. Yeah, yeah, and I remember too. And this was even way before that. This was maybe in like the late '90s. Where wasn't OU beating Ohio State at halftime? <laughs> yes, tied. we were tied. We, we were tied. tied. It 20, was, twenty to twenty. But yeah. it was like that was what was ninety-eight, maybe ninety-nine. Yeah, yeah. That, that was our triple uh, option team uh, run by the greatest, Don Charles Jackson, greatest, coach. Who was he? The greatest quarterback <laughs> never to win a MAC championship. That's right. He did run a triple option. He was a fr- true freshman, and Ohio State, it took them two and quarters to did. figure him out, but then they went on one, one pretty yeah. easily. Yeah. But I remember, like, on all the message boards, OU fans were posting pictures of the, the halftime scoreboard that said 2020. It was a big day, big half. Yeah. We were. We were really ready to take it. That's pretty exciting. It's not as exciting as the board game Hoopsters, which simulates basketball and backgammon at the same time. Whoa, we still got an outro. (laughs) Fun spot. Fun spot. Can't steal his thunder. Jeez. That was an exciting outro, but not as exciting as the basketball theme board Tell game Hoopsters. It. it simulates basketball. Simulates basketball. It simulates backgammon. <laughs> Boy, we, we got, we have got, we have got Hoopster sets just coming down that production line like Flying. cray cray. There going to be a couple hundred thousand units ready for sale any day now. Uh, head to Hoopsters.store. Put in your email address. We're going to let you know as soon as you can buy one. Uh, and coach, I know that you you texted me today saying you had something to really heartfelt you wanted to say about Hoopsters. So go ahead. It's a life changer. <laughs> that it is. All right. I think, Maestro, that takes us into the evening commute. Let's do it. Nice work there, folks. In the evening commute, we like to catch up on our picks from the previous week, do a little trivia, and give you some locks of the week that you can use to make yourself tons and tons of money. Mm. Uh, I had corrections down here first. I had a correction of my own, and I can't remember what it was. Uh, you know what they the other say? What, what do they say? If you have a correction and you can't remember it, it must have been right. That's true. The other note that I just had here under corrections, uh, Coach, you had asked about what what Shut thin up, li- Coach. What yes, thin Lizzy meant? Shut up. Oh yeah, yeah. Thin Lizzy, thin Lizzy, uh, Irish band uh, is apparently named after a robot character named Tin Lizzy in a uh, children's show, and uh, they were making fun of the Dublin accent, pronouncing Tin. Oh. 
how no so let's let's hear you say that coach in your what's san lizzie accent (laughs) san lizzie yeah so so they call it thin lizzie they spelled it thin lizzie but they pronounced it tin lizzie in dublin and just in this yeah why and i'm asking you this maestro speak for all rock and rollers all right why do you guys do stupid (laughs) fucked up things with your band names Please answer that right now. Answer it. Right now for all rock and roll. It's a bit clever. Mm. Oh, man. It's cleverness. Like, I'm, I'm, oh, it's Led Zeppelin. It's like a lead balloon, but it's a Zeppelin. Get it? And now it's time for your scoreboard update. All right. I'm sorry, Master. I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. Let's get let's get into our scoreboard update. See how we did last week. We had a, a little clinic on how to gamble mm. on hockey from Coach. Yeah. Coach, appreciate that, right? And we had to pick a winner of a last Wednesday night hockey game as well as the over under. And did any of us? We do all it? we all got about half right, which meant no points Sons for anyone. Maestro, that sounds like hockey right there. Maestro picked the Winnipeg Jets to beat Colorado. He said, I think it's going to be a, a big scoring game. So he took the over on six and a half and he was right. Colorado seven, Winnipeg one. He just didn't get the right team. Damn it. Not good. I thought that the Vegas Knights would beat the Boston Bruins in a lower score game. So I went the under at five and a half. Boston wins three to two. So I got that under, but not enough to get the point. Coach, you were the closest mm. picking Calgary over the Islanders. Which was a good pick, a surprising pick, actually. Um, but you picked the under, which was at six, and they Fucking scored exactly six. six. Calgary four, Islanders two. You I suck, on coach. I bet you really enjoyed that open you goal net there at the end. Killed me. So, total push for the week uh, at 2019. We're now coach and maestro tied at six out of eight. Uh, BMOC at three mm. out of eight. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> BMOC's gonna have a, he's gonna have a huge he's gonna have a huge I think so too. Year, I think. Those things Kansas Kansas State is hot. Speaking of which, are they winning right now? They indeed. Ooh, good call. <laughs> For you listeners, we're recording. They're losing Monday. by twelve. They are not. They're getting mm. getting beat badly. All right. We'll get back to that game shortly. Okay, so that was last week locks. This week locks of the week. Uh, what I picked was NBA G League. I know huge you guys are huge G League fans. fans. Huge. I'm more of a G- <laughs> fan, but uh, but I'll oh, I'll suffer through the that, G League. Uh, that, yeah, I can see that's a suffering. Yeah, in here. Twenty seven. I think minutes. I got. I think I got a minutes coming <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-eight oh one. Oh, I did, what's your call? Can I leave I, that stuff in? It's so hard. It's so so hard to stay mad at Maestro, but I also don't want to ruin the guy's career. I I can't answer that. Maestro, can can you do the the jingle again, but make it G League? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do that. G-League G-League Lock 
There we go. That's, that's staying stuff. in. That's good stuff. All right, you're, it's the trifecta. You're picking a Friday night, Saturday night, and a Sunday night game. You're just picking the winner. There's no line, <laughs> no uh, but you got to get two, two right. I love it. Two right to get two right to get one point. Get all three. You get two points. Meister, you got picks. I do. You ready? Yep. My Friday night game. I'm taking Salt Lake nice City pick. Stars over Agua the Agua Caliente Clippers. Mm. My Saturday night game, March 2nd. Taking the Wisconsin Herd over the Westchester mm, Knicks. I love that pick. Mm-hmm. 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 And Sunday, I'm taking the Iowa Wolves. Go Wolves! Over uh, Rio Grande Valley Vipers. You know all their n- nicknames. Wow. I hate to tell you. As usual, Maestro, you and I are on opposite sides of the universe. Uh, at least on two of our picks. Friday night, I'm taking the Lakeland Magic uh, at the Windy City Bulls. But Saturday, I went for the Westchester Knicks over the Wisconsin Herd. You know that's at Wisconsin. Yes, it's at last place, Wisconsin. And then I did, maybe you know, G League. I I just went with the home home teams. Uh, Yeah. And then I picked uh, the second place Rio Grande Vipers over the Mm, Iowa Bulls. That's a great pick. I heard the Wolves are streaking. I'm telling you why. And you know what? You know, you know everybody knows Wolves basketball. Everybody does. Everybody right? cares. It's all about ball movement and speed and, and dunks bucket, and, and defense bucket shots. and scoring and shots and three-pointers. Yeah. All right. Hot. Now, Coach, I know you, we didn't give you a lot of prep time, but you are a basketball legend. Let's hear it. All right. Friday, I'm taking Maine over Delaware. Um, Saturday, oh, I'm taking Long Island over Greensboro. And of course, on Sunday, I'm taking Windy City over Santa Cruz. Windy City Bulls. The Bulls over Santa. So yeah, let me see where they stand in the standings. I had picked this blind. So did I. Mm. Which obviously I didn't I love take it one step further to look at the actual records, but. Ooh, Maine, sixteen and twenty. Okay, good. Long Island, where are you? Oh, they're the number one team. Okay, and then Windy City. Right in the middle. All right, I got a chance. And uh, let's just uh, tell, throw out some of these these team names for you. It's the Maine Red Claws mm. and the uh, Delaware Blue Coats. The Blue Coats. Mm. So I, that, that's Blue a dumb Coats. name. If it's, I mean, if if they're jackets, fine. But if it's just Blue Coats, it's like what are they? Blue what Coats. are they? Windbreakers. So <laughs> for the ultra medium fan like myself. Mm-hmm. Can you give me like a quick elevator pitch on what the G League is? Because I really don't know. Yeah. So it's a it's a developmental league. So they can you can move players up and down and use the G League almost like the minor leagues in baseball. If a guy's hurt, like Rajon Rondo was hurt for a while and played a week or so in the G League to get his legs back and get in shape before he came back. It used to be called the D League for Developmental League, and now it's sponsored by Gatorade, so they changed it to the G League. Are are they Uh, tied to pro teams, though? So it's like Sioux Falls, like, uh, okay. Yeah. Some are for sure, right? Yeah, not all of them, but some of them are. Like the Long Island Nets are connected to the Brooklyn Nets. You're looking at Long Island Nets in first place. That's how you know Brooklyn's going to be awesome in three years. Oh, that's it's always a telltale sign if your G League team is. But I think the other thing about it is, if you have if you're developing a player for the NBA, it's safer for you to put them in a G League team than for them to go to Europe and play. 
right. you know, because you know the coaches, you know what they're going to do. They're there. Their goal there is to not be in the G League anymore. It's to move up to the NBA. Gotcha. Right. So it's filled with uh, projects that the the pro teams have bought. There, they put big money into them, and then it's filled with dreamers that are hoping they can get a ten day contract and roll it into a the finish. Have you guys ever been to a G League game? It looks like Canton's got a team. Yeah, the Canton. Mm-hmm. We're going. How about it? We should go. Right. Road trip. I'm all eight in. tickets. We can get eight tickets for as low as fifteen dollars. Man, fifteen dollars. It's because it's because it's an off year for the charge, but for sure, I would love to go do that. And they look to be like Cleveland's G League team, actually. Yep. So they have the Cleveland symbol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can mm-hmm. you do, mm-hmm. Maestro? Can you do um, the road trip jingle? <laughs> so let's try. <laughs> the road trip to Canton. Yep. Road trip. Road trip. Road trip. Can't say. Nice job. So those mm. are our picks. Those are locks of the week. We know so much about G League basketball that we do not feel at all hesitant to say. Get a second mortgage. Borrow money from your grandma. Uh, if you're, someone sent your kids five bucks for Valentine's Day, take that five bucks and put it down on our locks. And if you win the bet, you through. could actually buy a G League team. You could totally become a G League owner. Mm, how exciting there would that be? All right. Well, that just brings us to trivia. 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 Uh Trivia. It's in the game. All right. That's it's right. in the game. And uh, I thought, uh, you know, I, I we've done this this category before, defunct sports team trivia, but I always enjoy it. I love hearing about defunct sports teams. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think I picked the same team I picked the last time we did this, now that I look at it. But that's good. Did you? I'm a creature of habit. Mm, and, he's got talent. And coach, I'm guessing do you do you not have a question for us today? I'm I'm efforting one. You're efforting one. All right, let's go with Maestros first. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. This team was a pro team from 1979 to 1995. This team was in Canada. What is this team? 79 to 95. Mm-hmm. Montreal Expos? No, they were there after 95. I think. Um, 79 to 95. Mm-hmm. That would be uh, the Winnipeg Jets. Ooh, close. What did I miss? What did I? Oh. It is NHL. You're... Is it Hartford Whalers? <gasps> Hartford's in the USA. That's right. Damn it. I was thinking it was hockey. Hartford's in Connecticut. Damn it. What is it? You guys give up? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> it is the Quebec Nordiques. Ah, uh, the Nordiques. The Nordiques. Oh, that's where they went. So, where'd they I go? Where right. they went. Where'd they go? Where, 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 question. Where did they go? Yeah, where'd they go? Are they the, are they the Colorado Avalanche? You betcha. No. Ah, yeah, where I got that. Oh, yeah, that's what it's all about. <laughs> nice work. Mm. Good question there, Maestro. <laughs> 
I'm uh, I'm gonna pull an audible with mine. I had a question queued up about the Seattle Supersonics, but I I forgot I found this website that just lists defunct sports across sports by city. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read out various Columbus, Ohio sports team names, and you have to guess the sport. Oh my! All right, all right, ready? Yeah, the Columbus Capitals. Mm, I'm gonna say football, women's football. I'm gonna say basketball. It was the American Indoor Soccer Association. What? Mm, we missed that one. The Columbus Comets. I'm gonna say hockey. Ha, 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 ha. I'm going to say basketball. It was the North American Basketball League, 1966. Mm. All right, the Columbus Destroyers. That'd be uh, arena football. All right, good good job there. Columbus Golden Seals. Mm. Ooh. I'm going to say professional divers. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to go with rugby team. <laughs> Golden Seals were an international hockey league team. Oh, I, I should have said hockey. All right. Columbus Horizon. That's women's basketball. It's uh, or men's basketball. Yeah, that's right. CBL. The C- that was the CBA. CBA. That's right. Kind of a precursor to the G League, actually. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas destroyed it. Uh-huh. That's uh, a story for another day. Columbus Invaders. Hmm. That sounds like uh, indoor soccer. Hmm. I'm gonna say Columbus Invaders is uh Yeah, I'm gonna go soccer. Yeah, it's the National Professional Soccer League. I think that was outdoor though, nineteen ninety six to ninety-nine. Oh hmm. where'd they play, I wonder? Columbus Jets. Now that is a football team. Right? Is that a women's football team? There is one women's football team that was here. I thought it was the Jets. Nice and that other team I said. I'm going to say lacrosse. Columbus Jets were a minor league baseball team. What? Damn. Yeah. 1955 Columbus Jets. Hmm. Till 1970. Their uh, coach was Benny. Columbus Land, <laughs> Columbus Land Sharks. Oh. Now that, that was, I thought that was lacrosse. Let's go with that because I think it is. That is indoor lacrosse. It was lacrosse. Very good. Um, All right, we got just a couple more. The Columbus Magic. Sounds Mm. like hoops. Sounds like hoops to me. Yeah, I I think that's a hoops hoops team. It is indeed. That was women's basketball. Mm, The Magic. Columbus Magic. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope, I was looking at the wrong line. That's going to give away what the next one is. <laughs> Columbus Magic was American Soccer League, 1979 to 1980. The Columbus Minx, M-I-N-K-S. They were basketball. Women's correct. basketball. That is correct. Women's basketball. I also want to just do a clarification on Columbus Comets, which we did earlier as North American basketball. That was also our professional women's football team. So, oh, okay. Thank you. All right. Very good. So we just got uh, three left here. The Columbus Owls. Oh, I love the owls. Mm, I'm going to say. I'm going to go with field hockey. Oh. Mm, I'm going to say. <laughs> I, 
Uh, team handball. Both good guesses, but they were International Hockey League. Damn, another hockey team. Damn it. I know. Don't you have an Owls tattoo? Yeah, but I didn't want to. I, I wanted Maestro to have a chance to get it. I feel like this next one was named by Maestro. <laughs> Is it the dream? <laughs> it's, it's along those lines. It's the Columbus Quest. Oh, God. That's that's basketball. That was uh, women's basketball, and it had the Ohio State legend in it, the, the woman. Uh, what's her name? She's a medium oh, sports talk oh, for oh, sure. The woman. Oh my, she's from Logan. She was. Uh, she's like the, one. The, the Logan Express. She's. <laughs> I can't remember her name. Of course, I can't. No, no, no. That's Damn all right. It. I'm. I'm but gonna, you're correct. It is basketball. Oh, well, I didn't get a guess. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say basketball. Good. Good on you. And he. And the last one, Columbus Thunderbolts. Ooh, I'm gonna go synchronized swimming. Um, I'm gonna go archery. You guys are both right, actually. It was a synchronized swimming slash archery team <laughs> that also played arena football. So it was another arena football okay. team. So here's the final score on how you guys did on those. So Columbus teams, uh, Coach, you got of 17-3. And Maestro, of 17, you got uh, 16 and a half. Oh, so yeah. Oh, so close. <laughs> I wonder what uh, who's got the most minor league crappy – franchises i think katie smith to be up there quite a bit nice job so so you remember katie smith was an ohio state women's basketball yes legend. i right. did yeah this this website is a total rabbit hole that i went down and i feel oh. like that was a very coach-like question that i threw out there but i loved it i enjoyed it yeah. all right what do you got coach all right mine is going to be very simple um because we mentioned it they weren't the team that left in 95 but um Baseball, the Expos, they uh, they left. What year did they leave and become the Washington Nationals, also known as Bryce Harper's former team? 2001. Oh. I'll say 1998. No, you're both wrong. It was 2004, which I thought it was – I thought it was – I thought it was in the 90s, but it was not. 2004, they went to D.C., become the Nationals. They've been there for 14 years. Yeah, Damn. Uh, 15 years. And to clarify, and first of all, good job getting baseball into the show, Coach. Of course. Uh, Harper has not yet signed with the with the Phillies. I've got, a I know. Bit of, I've got some Harper fatigue. I think a lot of people might have it as well. Yeah. I know. I, you know, I mean, there's he's really? pushing to get 350. I mean, we've been talking about Harper since, since the, season, the season was over. I know. Well, when you're that famous, people talk about you. Is he that good? He's not really, but he's got more appeal. What are we going to talk about in baseball? That's the only story that's. I mean, there's no Marlins, story right now. Marlins rookie Victor Victor Mesa suffers right hamstring sprain. <laughs> oh, that's a good story. <laughs> Does that guy's name really Victor Victor Mesa? That's pretty awesome. Victor Table. He's got two names: Victor 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 and then Victor Mesa. Mesa. Victor Victor Mesa. Yeah. Anyway, he grabbed his hamstring during a spring training game on Sunday. So there you have it. That poor guy. That'll be the lead on the slate, Maestro. All right, let's do it. Victor, Victor. All right, uh, Coach, I had you slotted in for final thought. If you don't have one, that's cool. Oh, no, I do. All right, then it's time for final Final thoughts. thoughts. Final thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some thoughts here, but they are the final ones. Final thoughts. (laughs) All right, so my final thought, 
uh, is timely. Uh, it has to do with me being a, a baseball coach. And tonight I had some fine young gentlemen show up for the first day of tryouts and there are 20 of them. And inevitably I'm not keeping 20 players on the baseball team. I'm going to have to cut them, which is a, doesn't matter how often you do it. It sucks. It's, it's a shitty thing you have to do, but you have to do it. So really mine was kind of a question I want to ask both of you. Um, Do you remember if not the first time, but the most significant time you were cut from, and you don't have to go to the story, but do you remember the, that time where you were cut from some team? Yeah. Okay. BMOC, do you remember? remember. Another question to follow up. I remember every time I was cut in excruciating detail. (laughs) Okay. And you know, I mean, you know, my memory, right? Oh, I I know. And there, there is, there was never a right or better way to do it. Any way it happened. I remember it. Yeah. And then same with me. I mean, it's, it's etched, but my question is, because one of the things I, I, I've done it several different ways. I've done it where I've sat down with them, you know, face to face. I've done it where I've posted it on, um, like we have an internal uh, website. And then I've also yeah. done it where I've done a letter where it's just a list of the team and I tell them to open it up when they get in the car. Yeah. Um, how was it done for you? Hmm. Do you remember? You, yeah. So I back then, like posting a list on the, Bulletin board was a big one. Yes. I remember that. All right. And we don't, th- I, I think that's the worst because everybody's looking at it at the Correct. same time. Um, there was uh, travel soccer was always a letter that got mailed to our house after tryouts. Okay. And then uh, the last time I got cut from basketball in ninth grade, it was coach pulled me and three foot tall Jeff Ward aside. <laughs> said this is not a sport for you for a sidebar sidebar conversation right and in that you know and and like i said I, I think the best way to do it was like uh, in this i just saw with my kids like for cheerleading and stuff was when it, at least when it's online your kid is at home when they find out right, right. and they're, they're not surrounded by their friends so um but yeah every time every time just felt rotten yeah and and so the, that's the thing. So I posed the question tonight. I said, okay, I want to know. I'm going to give you guys a choice. I explained to them how I've done it before. And I said, I could do it this way. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I said, I'll do it face to face or we can do it by a letter. And I was shocked, but almost unanimously, they said, just tell us that night. We want to get it over with and just do it. And I was yeah. like, okay, um, we'll do it. I mean, and, and the, the, the thing is, I'm going to say, God, this is so hard, but I know like the way you say it and these kids, it's so shitty. Like they're going to totally remember when coach Longley cut them. They're going to remember. And it's not, it's not as common an experience for today's kids as it was for us. No. You know, and because it, we just had more cuts and yeah, earlier on, but I will tell you this coach Longley, um, I can't remember what I was going to say. Damn it! <laughs> I thought it was going to be. So did I. Thought, I. Yeah, I thought it was going to be very uh, poignant. Yeah. So, I mean, I just thought that was every every time I do it, I always remember the times that I got cut, and I remember, I remember, I have to tell you, I I can pretty much yeah. remember every single time I cut somebody, and I remember them. Yeah. So, I mean, it definitely sticks and- with you. It's easier now. Because I've done that's it actually, enough. That's good to know. I wonder if all coaches are like that or if that's just you. I don't know. So, 
Well, do you remember, I don't know if you remember this, but in 2006, I cut you from my friend groups, my list of friends. Right. And the way, the way I did that was I just, <laughs> I ceased returning your calls. I didn't return your, you know, it was just yeah. kind of total ghosting. So have you just tried ghosting a kid? I could, I could try that. that, that a I, shot. I, 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 that's funny. I thought you told me that 2006, you just didn't have a cell phone. Yeah. Hmm. Um, um, uh, he's tried, he's tried to break up with me numerous times, but I'm, I'm like a fungus. Do you, do you talk to the kids about what they can work on or do you talk to their parents or? So I get, this is what I tell them. I tell them, I said, look, I give them the news. I said, I want you to think about it. I go, if you want to talk to me about what you need to work on or what, why I said, I want you to come to me first. And I usually tell them to set up a time and then I'll talk to them at school. And then I let the parents always got to give them a few days. I always tell the parents, take a few days. If you still want to talk to me, um, I'd be more than happy to. Usually they don't. Mm. Usually I, I could tell you the times that they have, but usually they don't. And for you guys getting cut growing up, I like my parents were never really involved in this. It was like a coach, a coach communicated it to me. And I don't know if that's just because my parents were so hands off or if that's just how it was done back then. Oh, you, they told the kid, I, my parents heard it from me. They didn't hear it. Yeah. 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 Okay. I got it. Well, it's, it's an unenviable position coach, but I know that you put your heart and your soul into every uh, team that you coach. We like to tease you about it here on the show, but (laughs) Um, you know, I, I know think this- coach could try a little bit harder. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's just my perspective. I know you you would never cut anybody without giving it just a ton of thought and and really thinking through what you can do to help that kid. So uh, I don't. I wouldn't think that you're breaking every kid's heart. I because I think you know the, the one time I got I got cut was middle school basketball. And I think I just went because a bunch of my friends were going. I was I liked basketball, but I never really thought I was going to make the team. And there was a lot of kids. And I think the way they did it was there's probably like 30 kids there. And I think after day one, they cut a bunch of kids. And then after day two, they, you know, they kind of whittled it down. And I was just thrilled. I made it, I think, a couple days. And I was like, well, that's a win. (laughs) <laughs> but, I but I don't remember like I don't remember them ever putting posting something on the bulletin board or calling yeah. anybody. I think it was just like, all right, if we don't call your name, don't come back tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah. Is that the only time you got cut, Maestro? Yeah, but I, I was a soccer guy, so I just played soccer you, all the time. You motherfucker. I know. What a dick. That explains so goddamn much. <laughs> That's why he's so quiet. What's what, uh, what's it mean to get cut? I don't even know what that means. I know. Well, he did get cancer, so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Is that honestly? That was a good final thought. I thought that brought that made the show really real, and in in a show that wasn't very real tonight, that was a a nice choice there, Coach. Thank you. All right, Meister, how are you doing? You about ready to go? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! All right, Uh, Coach, how are you doing? Your energy's low. You want me to do the talk out? No, I got this. All right, so. Everybody, once again, live from the Peepee Dome, this is BMOC Q Coach. All right, everybody. You know that box way, 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 way back in, in the basement, one that the pipe is dripping on top of? Rip it open. Grab your David Blatt bobblehead, pat him on the head, look him square in the eyes and say, we're all done. Sports Wednesday is bye-bye time. Now, is that the same box that was in the garage? 
that it's we always, went down to the basement. It's never the same box. <laughs> <laughs> Was that was that somebody or in a 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 was that was that somebody or Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. So music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's Sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times.